today we're gonna do another rags rich transformation today i'm going to share with you one of the big secrets i'm sure you want to understand which is the six elements of persuasion to sell anything these like these are the secrets until i figured these secrets out and started figuring out how to implement them i struggled my wife had this uh it was a herbal life she had this Herbalife business. She wanted me to help her, and I couldn't sell myself out of a paper bag. Nobody got any soul. They didn't get anything with me, working with me. It was nothing. Um, man, it was tough, and I couldn't figure out why. But it's not until time passed, and then I started learning and discovering how you take and influence people. But once you figure out and you understand these six principles, it gives you the keys and the secrets to be able to start making a difference and an impact. And so I'll take it, I'll go through this with you today so that you can see it and you can appreciate it. Um, I've used these things and they've worked for me. Like you know that I do solar, I've helped tons and tons of people, but most of my selling that I've been doing is belly button to belly button, face to face. Now I'm working to be able to help more people faster and what I need is a more efficient way of prospecting. So now I'm taking my message online and as I take the message online, these elements are becoming bigger and bigger and more and more important. Now, I'll take and I'll go through this with you so that you can understand how to use these things because it works on wives, it works on husbands, it works on me, it works on my kids. And once you see the science behind it, you'll go, bam, I finally get it. That's how it works. So this first one, as ugly as it sounds, I'm going to read it, then I'll show it to you and then you'll understand it. And until I have a better word for it, this is what it's called. I actually learned this from Russell Brunson who learned this from Blair Warren. So that's where the sources are coming from. It says, throw rocks at your enemies. Now, you might say, that sounds ugly. I don't want to throw rocks at my enemies. But here's the deal. Until you figure out how to become polarizing, meaning you have got to be able to cast like a rock in a pond and be able to create ripples because nobody can follow you until you start creating ripples. Let's give you a clean example. When Christ came here on this earth, he started talking about the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the things that they were doing, and he really upset them. He alienated them. But as he was saying, you're doing it wrong, this is the right way, it also polarized people to be this way or to be this way. But it created polarity so that people ended up having to pick sides, and that's how Christ ended up creating a following. Hitler did the exact same thing, so we're going to take the opposite of the spectrum. He told people it wasn't their fault, the war reparation. He, he told them a whole bunch of stuff, right? So then all of a sudden that people got polarized to the point where they could actually start following him. Until somebody comes out and starts pointing out some things that create polarity, nothing happens. Everything sits in a standstill. And so where I come out in my polarity is I start throwing rocks at my enemies. On one of my ads, I've got this bull here and you got this guy back there trying to milk the bull and the bull's eyes are going, boop, they're popping out. You can tell that there's something wrong with it. My ad says, are you getting milked by your utility company? And I'm trying to throw rocks at them in the sense that they are charging customers way more than they should be doing. Okay, for example, right now, the utility companies burn fossil fuels. That's how they produce electricity. But if you notice that the cost of gas has gone down, we used to pay $3.50, four or five bucks a gallon for gas, right? I bought it just below two bucks now and it sits around right, right around $2.20, okay? As you can see, the cost of fuel went down, but the utility companies never came in and dropped their prices. They didn't do it. And so what it is, is, is customers are actually paying too much for their power. Now, one of the other things that happens 
is you go buy a product. Anytime you start increasing volume, the big question on your mind is, hey, I'm buying a whole bunch more. Can I have a discount? Do I get a discount? And everybody knows that you get discounts with volume. But if you look at the utility company, if you consume more, they charge you more. They don't give you a discount. In fact, if you use nothing, they send you a bill. If you use more, they send you a bigger bill. And that's how their model works. And so I point that out to my clients like, look, did you realize that this was happening and I'm throwing rocks at my enemies so that I can start creating polarity so that they can start going, wait a minute, like I don't know if I like that. I'm like, I know, that's why we ought to start having this little conversation. And so then I come in, I confirm their suspicions in the sense that people have in their mind these suspicions. Everybody's like, I know that this is probably true, but they do, they're looking for a way to validate it. And when you can show up and you can say, here's the validation, what you thought in your gut was true, it is a true, and they're like, I knew it! Like, right? They get excited because they're like, also, I knew it. I've always known that. I just didn't have proof. Like, I didn't know that. So then what I do is I come back to the homeowner and I'm like, look, did you know that the utility companies are out there actually buying solar power and they're actually providing you solar and you don't even know it? On my one of my Facebook ads, there's this guy, he was, he was coming in and kind of getting a little bit aggressive and tacking and I was trying to figure out where's this guy coming from. And uh, as I became a little more curious, I looked at his Facebook profile and I'm like, oh, snap. You're the director over Provo City Power. And the fact that I put that Facebook ad out there showing you milking all of your customers, it bothered you. But as soon as I pointed that out, boy, he like put a suit and tie on kind of. And instead of being a, a an alias, an undisclosed individual, he now became pointed out that he worked for that organization. And in fact, he was a director. Therefore, he was like, whoa. And then one of the things that he pointed out to me, and I am grateful that he did, is like Provo Power bought 80 megawatts of power. That's an enormous amount of power. They bought it at three cents, but they buy it for three cents and then they sell it to the consumer at 12 cents. And my point is, is so if they got solar anyways to drop their costs, why don't you just put the solar directly on your house and let's have a three cent conversation instead of 12 cents. You see the difference? But what they know in the back of their head is that they're getting screwed. Part of what they know, but they haven't considered is, it's a monopoly. That's how it works. Like that's, like that's how monopolies work. That's why they break them up. It's a legalized monopoly because they claim that they can't, they can't do it any other way. Interesting, right? And so you come in and you confirm their suspicions. So then, like when it comes to justifying failures, I, I really, really got a good grasp on this when I worked for a company called Raytheon Missile Systems, okay? Largest missile manufacturer in the world down in Tucson, Arizona. When somebody had a great idea, it was like a killer idea, all of a sudden people came out of the woodwork, man. They came from everywhere. Everybody wanted to be associated with that good idea. It was part of their idea. I own a part of this thing, right? Because it was strength and everybody was associated with it. But once you put a bad idea out there or they're associated with a bad idea, they're like, whoa, I had nothing to do with that. Like, they don't, I didn't have anything to do with it. In fact, if you watch how people make decisions in corporate America, they will get all their little buddies and all their little cronies and they'll all inch forward together with massive amount of data because like nobody wants to be able to say, yeah, I made that bad decision on my own with no data. That's like, 
dude, get out of here. You're fired, man. We don't need idiots. But if they go and their little teams going forward and inching it based on data, it's like, well, I made that bitch the bad decision, but you know, the data said it was right. And so it makes them feel good. That's called CYA. People love CYA. And so I talked to him about this with solar. I'm like, look, the summer bill, you just got hosed. Did you realize that when you use more power and you run the AC hotter in the summer, boom, 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 all of a sudden you get into higher block charges, boom, you just got killed. It's not your fault. In fact, the game is rigged against you. <clears throat> not only do they not drop the prices, but when you consume more, they kill you. So now I gotta come in here and say, how do we allay their fears? Everybody's got fears. Like, how do you take and chase away their fears? Because whatever you're bringing to the table, your solution has got to come in and make them go, oh, yes, that's what I'm talking about. I come in, I'm like, look, solar doesn't care about block charges. It doesn't care about rate increases. In fact, the reason you got killed is because the system rigged against you. But once we drop solar on your house, we're going to cut your bill in half. And in fact, as they continue to do rate increases into the future, you don't have to participate. That's the magic of solar. You don't have to participate because solar doesn't care about inflation. It doesn't care about profit grabbing. You don't have to pay for their mistakes when they screw up and then they flow it back to you in the form of a bill. You don't even have to pay for their mistakes because solar doesn't care. It doesn't make the mistakes. It just delivers power. And so the, the solution comes forth to solve this problem. So now all these things become irrelevant because now you've got the magic pill that fixes it. And then he comes down here and he says, you've got to encourage their dreams. Like, if you think about it, everybody wants the good life, at least a better life, okay? Now, I don't know if they all want the best life, but people want, people would like to be a little bit better off. Where I see this, for example, you got kids, I've got kids, like the kid will come up to you and they'll bring this uh, idea to you that's kind of a turd, and you, you know, as a good parent, you're like, that's a turd. I don't think we should do that. <laughs> new, new, right? Well, then your kid goes and talks to somebody and tells them their turd idea. And then they're like, oh, I love that idea. Boom, yeah. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, somebody finally gets me. We're connected. Did you see that? That's how it happens. You can't figure out why you estrange people. Because right here when they brought you whatever it was, and, and sometimes we're not even good discerners of what's a good idea, what's a bad idea. But if you can just say, yeah, wow, good job, you should do that. People feel good when you can encourage their dreams. And so that's a secret. People want to be encouraged. And then we come to the sixth one. This is one that's in this book, Expert Secrets. And I had to find this in there kind of buried. I felt like it was so important that I actually added it to this list, which is status. Everything everybody does has to do with status. You might be like, no, no. I have nothing to do with status, okay? All right, let me ask you a question. Why do you drive the car you do? Let's just say you've got a conventional car, like a, a Honda Accord, real nice car, liable, good gas mileage, fair price. It's a good car, right? What happens if you roll into the driveway in a Lamborghini? All of a sudden people are like, whoa, no, 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 because people are gonna judge you like, whoa, why are you so wasteful? You're concerned 
about being judged for doing a thing, right? You're concerned, you probably dress the way you do because you're you like either you want to stand out or you don't want to be seen. Whatever it is, in your head, you fashioned a place where you want to be and it's based on status. I saw this like I was at a Tony Robbins event and he said, who in the audience has the cheapest possible purse? And this lady raises her hand and he totally goes over and he goes, all right, let's see that purse. And she hands him a fanny pack and he looks at it. He's like, so what's so cool about this purse? She goes, ma'am, I bought it at a garage sale. It was like three bucks. It's durable. It does everything I need. I can clip it around my waist. And I love this purse. And she was like bragging. She was bragging about how little she paid for this purse that's like durable and it does all these things. He's like, I can see this purse is a very durable. It does all those things. He said, all right, now I want to know who's got the most expensive purse in here. And this one lady raises her hand. He's like, how much did you pay for this purse? It was like 3,500 bucks. I don't know, maybe a Louis Vuitton. Oh no, it was this name. I mean, he drilled it down. He looked exactly what it is. He knew the name brand down all the way to where she bought it. Is that true? She's like, yeah. He goes, he picks up the purse and he goes, the purse has got a chain. Yep, that's nice. It's like, like a chain strap. And he's looked at the material. And he's like, this purse has got about $30 worth of material in it. But you paid 3,500 bucks. They got a huge markup on this thing for you. But now knowing that this it's 30 bucks, but you paid 3,500 bucks, how do you feel about it? She goes, I like my purse. And he's like, what is it do you like about it? It's like, it's not it's not 3,000% more durable than that cheap one. Actually, it'd be more than that. But to her, she's like, if she goes to hang out with her girlfriends and she walks in with a fanny pack, her girlfriend would be like, whoa, hun, toss that thing. Man. You can't bring that in our environment. See, it's not comfortable. It degrades their status. Pony literally said, hey, why don't we just trade purses? Girl that would get the $3,500 purse. I mean, sure, it'd be cool, right? But she's not comfortable with it because it doesn't fit her status. And everybody has status. Question that's in every one of their minds is, will working with you lift my status or will you decrease my status? Because whatever you're gonna do, it's gonna affect my status. So if I'm a billionaire, are you bringing me something that a billionaire would have? Or if I'm like a poor popper under a bridge, are you bringing me something that would work under a bridge? Everything comes down to status. And so when you sit down and you present your idea, your offer, whatever it is, you gotta be able to raise their status. When I talk with my clients, I'm like, look, I know you want the good life. You want the status, you want, you want to be able to to move forward. So there's two ways you can do this. You can figure out how to spend less and probably have less in many cases, or you can figure out how to earn more. My point is, is I can increase your lifestyle. I can make it better. You could spend less so that you could have that money to be able to do these other things that you want. But not only am I going to help you save money, but I'm going to turn around. I'm going to actually help you make passive income. Here's the deal. Everybody over the next 30 to about next 30 years, people's bills are all shifted. They Everybody doesn't consume power at the same rate. So I'm just taking general. But on average, I could probably sit down with somebody over a 30 year window and save them 50 to 100,000 bucks. And my point is, wouldn't you like to retire in a, a year earlier? Wouldn't you rather have that in your checking account, pay off your house 10 years faster? There's a lot of things you could do with that much money. And my point is, is if you want to do that. There's probably people that you know that want that exact same thing. I can go help them, but when they get sold with me, I'm going to come back and I'm going to pay you. And so I focus on creating a better lifestyle or increasing their status by making it smart to spend less, making it so they could retire faster and then to boot, I'm going to figure out how to help you start making passive income. Those are secrets. Those are like gems. I've gone through it. I've had to work through it. I had to figure these things out. And once I finally figured them out, that's when you can start figuring out how to be persuasive. You can find me at Rags the Riches Transition on uh, Apple iTunes. And you can go to my Facebook page, Ask Solar Mike. You can go to my website 
website, AskSolarMike.com. This stuff I'm sharing with you, not only am I working to help people save money, but I'm also documenting my journey so that you can see the pieces and the steps that I've gone through that changed everything for me. I was flat broke. I, I, I was doing fine. Then my business collapsed where I live was being threatened by fire. So we got evacuated and during the evacuation, my business collapsed. We had a newborn baby probably like three days before we got evacuated. My wife went into a deep depression and then my business clapped. Like the whole world fell apart and I like went down to nothing. After about a year, I finally figured out how to turn it around. So I got, I think I made 95 grand. Then I hit 350 and I'm working on hitting a million and these are the tools I'm using to make this transformation. So feel free to go to my website, Facebook page, podcast. Be happy to share this stuff with you. Anyway, talk to you later.